0: This is that other sports show. Let's go!
1: cuz
2: um,
1: I want I want like that casual football yeah. guy to be like, oh man. It's I not football shit. season though. Like do you, are you realistically listening to any football co- fo- po- any football podcast right now? Now that bang is rolling on a late night. Do you listen to any football podcast right now cuz I don't I don't listen to any I guess honestly fucking- not really. I'm like really some, not some random to, some yeah. random
2: Bills podcast or something. Yeah, something but. that
1: you really like, right? Like something you're probably accustomed to. Like, like you said, like the Bills pod or something like that. Like I'm still listening to Warriors pods and shit like that, but I can't think of anything football related that I'm not, not like not until draft time. I was having this talk with my buddy at work and he was like, um, should we be talking draft yet? Because all I all I hear people talking about is Kyle fucking Pitts. Maybe we'll <laughs> open the show with that. Maybe we'll just do a five minute Kyle Pitts rant. Just click in. <laughs> Boom!
2: You know what pisses me off? Like right now, I notice like uh when I'm doing editing, I sound good until we get like into the show, and
1: then it's like dude, my, you sounded I, real. You did sound good last week, though. Let's just hey, do the better. countdown and let's go. Do the countdown. We'll do some cleanup on last week's show. Yeah, we're gonna we'll do just this jump. fucking let's go show. Let's go. Three, two, one.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I am on the back porch, but it is really nice. So I'm going to enjoy the outdoor weather. We've all been cramped, stuck inside during the pandemic of of 2019, 2020, all year. Well, I'm outside now. Fuck the pandemic. I ain't wearing a damn mask. But as I will uh, discuss with Mr. Jay Valdez in here in just a few minutes, I am going to get vaccinated.
1: I want to save that till the very end of the show. Can we We please save that till the end of the show? Because that's going to need some space. That's going to need some I really wish our friend Chris
2: White was here so he could relish in that moment. Yeah, but I'll do it for I'll do it We have two guests tonight. We're literally booking our entire show off two guests, but that's how we used to do it. We used to bang them out like that. Everybody loved them. We love talking to the people who are personally involved in the things that we like to think that we know about. Tonight, we will have heavyweight prospect Chandler Cole entering into that other sports show and he will discuss his life he will discuss his uh career up until now and then he just now has signed on for a new fight coming up very soon He will discuss that we also have and i'm just going to give you the twitter mma kings you guys love him he went from you know he he's that he's that what is that jay the diddy song from the we were at the bottom. Now we're at the
1: top. That's Drake. You are really Drake, missing Drake. I'm way off. You are really missing. He, he was. He was at the bottom. Now he's at the top. He started from he, the bottom, and now we here. Bottom. I've got a he, good. I've got a good cleanup. I've got a good intro for Nolan because I, I think back. I harken back to the days where he had like 500 followers or some shit like that, and there were people that were asking us, "Can we get him on the show?" And now here we are. And now he's like sitting in the front row of bellator and he's like tweeting pictures of him in the front row and i'm like god dang he's interviewing cyborg and i'm like man like we were doing dick jokes with that guy like four years ago what's happened he's a fucking (laughs) star now it's incredible so he's uh he's gonna be uh very nice and joining us rejoining us we have some specific guests that we always like to have back on this is a reboot of season whatever this is episode six we're trying to sprinkle in some of our old friends. We had a great old friend on last week. It was the great Justin Von Doom. I want to shout out Justin Von Doom. He tweeted me today a photo of a dragon fucking a Transam, And I believe it was Rod Dog. I did not see a condom on that dragon that was fucking a Transam. Am. Uh, shout out Che Rollins. Uh, we love you. We miss you all as well, brother shout out to Dave Dog. I just want to shout out all the people, all the people that have supported us all through the year. Shout out MMA on the Reg. Uh, we're going to get to him, and him at some point in the show as well because we he was to. a true connect. He was the middleman with Nolan. He, he was, was Nolan's guy. He was the guy. I, I was he was his he was like his Paul Heyman. He was like his Paul Lee. Oh, I love that. I love that reference,
2: and, mm-hmm. and the the cross reference is beautiful. It's coming he off was, of WrestleMania, how about Nolan, that? Nolan King. Nolan don't even need a podcast, but here he is nah. He's do it tonight anyway. He he loves us that much. We love him. We're we're grateful to have him back on the show. Uh, like uh, like Drake said, starting at the bottom, now from not, the bottom, you're that. just gonna
1: not, you're just gonna keep going. Not, not fucking. And fucking eventually, everybody. you'll get it. It I'm was not Sean Diddy Combs. I'm interested in talking about uh, to Chandler because he's got an interesting background. He's got some interesting fights. And you know me, Jess. I love talking with fighters about their amateur career. And he has a very storied amateur career. But more importantly, I like to ask about the terrible fights and how terrible some of the settings were. And how shitty exactly. some of That's the happened. bingo halls he was fighting in. Those are always fun to me. So, So we'll have some fun with Chandler. Uh, It looks like Chandler is fighting. Yeah, yeah, I just had it up, and then I lost it, Jess. It is going to be Showcase MMA. Is that what I'm looking at here? Showcase MMA. May 22nd Meadowview Convention Center, and that is in Kingsport, Tennessee. Boom. Chandler Cole. He's fighting a guy whose name I can't pronounce, Cole Cole and I hate to do that. I don't want to be disrespectful to the other fighter. I just can't properly pronounce his name. But these are two big hosses, Jess. We talked
2: about big hosses last week. Now we're going on big hoss again.
1: We're going heavyweight. We're going heavyweight big hoss on this show.
2: Jay loves the heavyweight division. He has talked about this from day one. Just the fact that in the heavyweight division – all these dudes are heavy-handed dudes. Mm-hmm. They can hit you on the chin. And one the street, strike one changes
1: punch. an entire fight. Uh, a knee, a spinning elbow. I do, I do
2: want to ask Cole about one thing: a flying uh,
1: forearm. A, I want to ask about.
2: I saw him. He posted a, a, a tweet, a video on his Twitter uh, about his um, diet, mm. and of course, trying to cut weight and, and, and cut down. Being a more you know movable you know weight.
1: I think he's eating uh, a five and, for five in this video.
2: And and he's you no know, he's eating salad, right? Like just chowing down salad. He's got
1: the Wendy's like, fries though. You get he's the, got the
2: Wendy's fries. Is it the four for like, four? I don't want to
1: fuck that joke up again. It's the four it's, for four, right?
2: It is the four for four, probably. He's he's hammering he's a four for four, like a uh, smelling salts, man. I got to ask him about that. Like, smelling salts. Is
1: like, that. Me- like smelling salts. I'm watching Like smelling The salt well, intake. Video. The
2: video, it's, it's hilarious. The it's salt intake
1: on a Wendy's fry is heavy, though. I mean, so that that joke that works. That shit's going to wake him up. The joke up. works.
2: So the way that we're going to officially start the show is there is literally like, I mean, congratulations to Matsushima. Uh, first Japanese player to win the uh, green jacket, the Masters. Had a wonderful back, back end of uh, uh, play there at the Masters. Take the green jacket. That was great. Uh, love to see some good golf.
1: I don't know why. Just do. Um, Golf on television Grant. is awesome. Um, is. Golf, golf um, the, the aesthetic of golf is awesome in the background. When you are yes. my age, Jesse's age, the grandparents' age, and you just go, you know what I'm going to do on a Sunday? I'm just going to kick back. I'm going to watch a little golf. and watch a back nine. I'm just gonna enjoy the the vibe. I'm just gonna vibe on the couch. You know, Jesse's a big vibe on the vibe on the couch, vibe on the couch type of dude, right? (laughs) You sip a little water, sip a little flavored water. Maybe have a cigar. Nope. You know, nice no cigar. alcoholic beverages. Though. No, we don't, do we, we don't do that here. We don't do, we that, that, don't do that Maybe Maybe CBD gummy. maybe. Just kind of get you a little lazy. A little no, that, that, that's different, though. That's different. Uh, yeah, it's I legal like now. It. We're good. That's legal. We're good. We're good. Let's start paying attention. I think it's that, a very difficult sport,
2: people. I think it takes the, a lot to get the little ball into the little hole. I
1: think golf is a niche sport like racing, and I think that this is what's happening to Major League Baseball now. Where unless you were raised playing baseball or raised with a parent that was just hammering baseball games all day and night, you know, you're just watching giant games all day because it's regional. You're watching Reds games because you're in Cincinnati and your dad grew up a Reds fan and they're, you know, lovable losers, whatever that scenario, right? Uh, Yankees fan, whatever. Uh, it, i believe more it's more of a regional thing now and i think that's what's happening with golf you know you were raised watching it you were raised around it it's something you played in high school it's something you played with the boys while you're having fun i think when you lose the main stud like tiger woods you're going to lose a lot of individuals eyes you're going to lose people of color's eyes let's keep it real as a hispanic person i could tell you i'm not as interested in watching golf as when tiger is playing you lose a little bit of the swag levels, right? It's just not as fun. And it's, it's almost like when you have a basketball hot streak, right? And Steph's having a hot streak game. And you go, "I got he's having a heat check game. I got to put on the Steph game. Dame's having a heat check game. I got to put this game on and watch this. That's what happens when Tiger's on the back nine and he's dominating, right? And you go, oh, I got to put this on. This might be Tiger wins. This might be a, a memorable moment. We've lost that now. That's gone now. We may not ever get that back again. So I think the intrigue for in golf it's not what it was, you know, a year ago or whatever it was.
2: Totally agreed.
1: Sorry about the pause. I am currently talking to one
2: of our guests. You're transitioning. Here. We're we're going to move this guest up a, a little bit and it's going to be great. Uh I just want to say the golf is golf is definitely a, a niche sport. I think it's great that uh as an older gentleman now, because I am older now, no longer am I a youngster. I'm now older, somewhat more mature, and just a tad bit wiser. Uh, I, I like I like to watch some golf. I like to go out and actually play some golf. See, too. that's the
1: thing, too. If you're playing golf, it's different, right? Because you're having fun, and then it's, you almost feel like it's relatable, right? And then it's a mental thing where you're like, man, you know, I, I played – here with my boys at this random club and now i'm looking at this club on television man and imagine if you know imagine if i could do something like that just like with basketball right you can pick up a basketball and start shooting hoops in the backyard and all of a sudden look i'm steph look i'm I'm mellow you know you can do that it's kind of an emulation if you will which makes it more fun um golf's difficult to emulate man unless, unless again unless you play it unless you got clubs and shit like that it's not like basketball, you just got one laying around. It's not like football, you just got one, you get four or five of the boys, all of a sudden you're playing two-on-two two with an all-time quarterback. It's different, right? It's it's different. Baseball is difficult to play as well. You got to get like fucking you know, 14, 15 homies all together and shit. It ain't that easy. Yeah, it's definitely tough. Uh, you know,
2: um, again, we are not trying to stall, but I'm just want i just trying to point out that you it's, are a slow, it's a very slow part of the year for sports uh there's no, no i hey listen on. i've
1: got there's, i've got i i i actually want to get a, a random take out of you that I wasn't able to bring up and then how far yeah, are like, we from our guests are we five minutes away are we ten minutes away what are we looking we're at We're like here? we're like two minutes away two maybe. minutes okay yeah let's um, do this as an outside basketball <laughs> fan chess. What yes. do you think of the Brooklyn Nets? I think that they,
2: if they can keep that squad together, they'll be better next year. I don't think that they're going to win a championship this year.
1: Mm. I'm a big um, believer. They, you know, this. You, ha- you have to gel, man. You have I'm to gel. a big believer in the gel factor. I'm a big believer in you got to play like 50, 60 games together before you truly start to figure it out. Uh, and these guys haven't even played like five games together. But it's a unique scenario. It's a unique bringing together where you look at Kyrie – who I believe was there first, right? And then he was able to yeah. recruit KD. And now all of a sudden, you've just got two of the top 10 NBA players in the league. You can make an argument there. And then all of a sudden, James Harden. But at the same time, these are two of maybe the top five hated players in the league as well, for whatever reasons, right? For whatever personal reasons, it's off the court shit. It's all off the court shit, though. Um, and then you bring in Harden, who basically demands a trade, and now you can make an argument. They have three of the top 10 players in the league, period. But they also might have three of the top five most hated players in the league, period. Because people just fucking hate Harden, too. And then you force your way out on a trade. I and mean, people just hate that. They can't stand that.
2: Uh, you know, here's, here's the thing about, about James Harden. Um, I've, I've tweeted it out before. I will say it now on the show live. I, honest to God, think that he is the greatest scorer of of all time, he can score from Very anywhere on the court. I, I I thoroughly enjoy watching his offense. I do not enjoy watching him lose. I do not enjoy watching him take game winners, and I do not enjoy when you be you become so disgruntled with your team that you basically he did in fact force his way out of Houston yeah, when Houston had such a great thing going. Uh, To me, I feel like if you can't win with that Houston team, uh, then there's just no winning. But uh, I, I digress. We now have our first guest on. Ladies and gentlemen, let me present to you
0: Mr. Nolan King. What's up, guys? How's it going? It's fantastic,
1: man. Thank you for asking. Nolan, some quick background here. you, We like to look at some of our old-time friends of the show, right? And this is season. I don't know. We stopped counting at this point. And we look back at Nolan specifically, right? So we had a middleman here with you, Nolan, if you remember back in the day, if you can harken back to, to yesteryear. It was MMA on the ring, the great of MMA course. on the ring. And he proclaimed, and this was several years ago, This is the guy we got to have on the air. This is the guy you got to have on your show. This is the guy. This guy has the potential to do all these great things. And we were like, okay, you know, we'll take the bait. You're a friend of the show. And you came on, you knocked it out. And then you've slowly built yourself up through networking, through the things you do, um, through just making connections, uh, you know, in the MMA world and now you're like this entity you're you're up there on press row you're interviewing the the big leaguers what has it been like for you the last few years Nolan walk us through that yeah, it's, it's been
0: crazy man and I always I always appreciate those that had me on before uh before I had any sort of job in this industry so shout out to you guys but it, it has been crazy it's been um it's been bizarre to say the least uh it's not something that I ever set out necessarily to do like I thought that this would be like a fun hobby, or maybe something I could make some some beer money or some pocket change doing. And and slowly but surely, um, through you know support online, and and I guess people dug my stuff. uh, You know, took took me a little while, but uh, yeah, I ended up slowly but surely climbing up the ranks. And it's fun, man. It's 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 nice to get up every morning and do something that I don't really consider work. You know, I I do put in hard work. Sometimes it can be tedious. Sometimes I get tired and. It's certainly a grind, uh, you know, more times than it's not. But when you love doing something, it gives you a leg up on, on other people. And, and it, also, uh, it also makes the time go by a little less, uh, you know, a little quicker and a little less painful. And so I'm just super humbled to, to be able to do this every day and, and be able to, to watch people punch each other in the head and make money, you know.
1: Was, <laughs> was there a specific point where you realized, you know what, I can do this. And make coin. I can do this and actually uh, be productive and actually, like you said, you know, maybe make a living off of it. What What was that specific moment in time, or in well, let's say? Yeah, I think career. for me,
0: I mean, once I once Flow Combat came along and I got hired by them to do some freelance stuff, I was like, okay, this this is where you know I can kind of make some money. And then it was actually um, so I when I was graduating college, when I was a senior, I had taken one of my final exams and uh i got out you know i'd stayed up all night studying i was exhausted and i went back to my to my apartment and was just kind of vegging out and uh i got a call from one of the major outlets who was inquiry you know just just an inquiry like hey like you know we don't really we don't really know that much about you but we might have this full-time job that's opening like is that something that are you are you planning on going to mma full-time like what are your thoughts like kind of just kind of getting putting some feelers out and stuff like that and you know, that opportunity never materialized at the time, but it made me start to think like, huh, like here I am. I'm at, a, you know, kind of a crossroads where I'm graduating college with a degree in something that, um, you know, it's great. It's great to have a degree in, in something. And it's just not necessarily my passion, like MMA writing and reporting was. So I kind of was at a crossroads there. And I think that that's when I really realized like, hey, you know, if they're looking at you now, you're doing something right. So just maybe if you continue to build and, you know, you're with Flow Combat for a little bit longer, a good platform like, you know, that offer will finally come. So I'm glad I did that. I stuck to it. I I gutted it out, worked a couple part time jobs and did MMA writing on the side. And sure enough, uh, June 2019 rolled rolled around and, um, you know, the, the offer came in from from MMA Junkie and it was a good one. And here I am.
1: Do you take some pride in being able to tell, like, maybe you're older, you know, maybe your grandparents or people that respect USA Today? Because no one under 30 really knows what USA Today is, right? No one remembers what it was like, like actual print. Do you take pride in that? Do you go to your grand folks or someone of an older, you know, maybe somebody older than 60 and go, yeah, well, actually. Yeah, I think it's USA
0: great today. because it's easy for me to just drop USA Today and, like, not have to explain even MMA. Like, I don't even have to mention what mixed martial arts <laughs> is or cage fighting or anything. Like I work for USA Today, I cover sports, like super easy rather than, you know, if, if I worked for, I'm trying to think like, you know, Vox owns MMA fighting, like maybe not everybody, yeah. older generations know what Vox is, like th- there might be follow up questions, like, you know, and I don't want them. Yeah, yeah you want.
1: don't need those when you're trying to get in the door. You don't, you don't. you don't need the extra questions when you're trying to get in the door when you're trying to get those interviews or when you're, you're trying exactly. to make things happen. You don't have time. You're just, nah, just exactly.
0: That's they it right, right there. And, uh. Class. Yeah, it's, it's been, it's been it. cool too. Uh, the other thing that's, that's come out of this that's been awesome is, uh, you know, a couple of times I've, I've run some print stories. So I know newspapers are becoming kind of a, a, a dinosaur. So someday they probably won't be here, the print edition. So it's good to to have snuck in my few before, uh, before the ultimate, you know, everything turns online. That's it.
1: <laughs> before, before the final piece of uh, yes. newspaper is printed, the last uh, fish wrap, if you will. But you are covering back-to-back Bellator events now, which is dope. I believe you're currently yeah. at Bellator 257. But I want to touch on this a little bit. Talk about the last year and what it's like trying to cover mixed martial arts with arts, which has still been running, but also during a pandemic, which is a completely yeah.
0: different time.
3: How has it been? Yeah, it's, it's been interesting,
0: man. I mean, at first it was kind of a mad scramble, right? Because we had, um, you know, USA Today itself. Uh, you know it was I think having to, to other sports for example or having to scramble and really get creative with the way they covered things and you know we were uh, we were furloughed for a while on and off for uh, period periodically through 2020 and it was tough for us because our news cycle actually kind of picked up right with, with everyone interested like is the UFC gonna you know run events like there's a million card changes fighters falling off fight island all that stuff so it became kind of tough because some of us were furloughed but at the same time our news cycle was maybe the the biggest, fastest, quickest it's ever been. So that was a tough adjustment. Um and then also everything's turned online too. So at first it was kind of foreign. It was tricky. We had to get the the kinks out and, and figure out all the techie stuff. But now I think it's actually really beneficial. I think it's changed the game and uh yeah I mean that that's as far as the online stuff goes. And then in, in terms of the in-person coverage, uh Covering Bellator here, you know, I, I kind of turned into the Bellator guy just because I'm within a driving distance. I'm younger, I don't have a family, so you know, there was maybe less less uh, <laughs> less um, scares in terms of of the COVID, uh, you know, sort of scenarios. So for me to come down here, happen to land in my backyard at Mohegan Sun. Um, and at first it was kind of it was kind of weird man getting back into a into a groove of working with athletes and you know figuring out the systems and sure there's you know uh there's again kinks that need to be worked out and and overall i think bellator uh you know i talked to mike mazuli the other day and i think he said there was like less than a it was like 0.005 you know five percent positive rate they've had here so i think that they've uh they, they figured it out it's it was, it was tricky but they got it you know No, 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 there's not. And that's the thing, like you can, you know, try to try to fix it up as as best you can. But it seems like even with some of the UFC when it bubbles, when they were at their strictest, like, you know, stuff still happens. So uh, as long as everybody's doing their best and, you know, I think everybody's pretty respectful of each other. I think that that uh, that goes a long way, you know,
2: Nolan, uh, you called yourself the, the, the sort of Bellator guy because of all these different X, Y and Z's that you got going on in your personal life. We have always been fans of Scott Coker. Uh, we love them back in Strike Force. Uh, uh, we we love the way that he has the ability to connect with his fighters. We love the staff that he can bring in. But Bellator has always been the shall I even say it? Yes, I mm-hmm. will the little brother to the UFC. But you, sir, have been on the front lines of Bellator for a while now. Can you please give us a hint uh, an insight to how much Bellator has truly grown as its own brand of mixed martial arts over the last uh Yeah, it's interesting. Century. You know,
0: I think um in in terms of recently I really like the the direction they've gone and I you know, it's not even not even I'm not even saying that from a fan but just in terms of uh, you know, the direction I think would make sense for them. And and it's sure they, they perched themselves up originally. They, they gained relevancy on the backs of guys that had big name recognition. You know, the, the, uh, I don't want to say the Royce Gracie and Ken Shamrocks, but, you know, Kimbo Slice did, uh, wonders for them. I mean, they had Chael, they had Vanderlei, they had, you know, Rampage, they still have Fedor. I think he's a little bit different, but, um, in terms of you know they they moved away from that now they've they've kind of tried to become more of a legitimate like okay we're going to give up some name recognition but we're going to put on better fights we're going to put on fights that are are make sense they're going to have rankings they're going to these top contenders aren't going to be able to you know we're not going to be able to give michael venom page you know 10 guys that nobody's ever heard of anymore we're going to have to have them actually fight <laughs> fair fights and fight you know good match, make, match made fights and 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 uh, sure, it's a risky it's a risky plan to, to go ahead and start doing that. But I think overall, the response from the MMA fans, the hardcores and, and stuff like that has been very solid. And I think it will be interesting. I think this, the rest of this year is going to be big for them uh, in terms of their direction going forward. Obviously, it's a marquee year with Showtime. They're going to have fans probably get back in the mix uh, late summer, early fall. So I, I think that uh, at the end of this year, we'll have a better idea. You know of of where Bellator's at, how it fits into the Viacom picture, um, especially now that they're with Showtime.
1: You've got some interesting fights this week or weekend, Friday night, or yep. Friday night, I believe. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah you've got um, the brothers fighting. I believe yeah, the brothers, yep. right? And them, called, and, them and, and the Dean. brothers. One of them's in a... Uh, yep, one of them. Uh, the Phil Davis fight's very intriguing. You've got Corey Anderson returning. You've got Julia Budd returning. You've got some interesting fights here. Paul Daly, who we always love, uh, a cracker, if you will. Um, are there any fights here that we should keep an eye on? Anything, anything we're missing, anything we're sleeping? Any names? Yeah, I think Sabah
0: Masi and Paul Daly is the fight I'm most looking forward to just because I think it's, it's, it's got two things, two factors that I, I really love. One is, obviously, that's a very exciting fight. Both guys throw bombs they're aggressive all action all action sort of guys but the other thing is they don't like each other either uh you know i I just had a story go out on mma Uh. junkie that this is the third or fourth time these guys have been booked and it you know each time it seems to get more and more heated stemming back to a hotel altercation between paul daly and and sabah homasi's uh good friend dustin poirier that occurred i believe uh last year early 2019 so these guys have been raring to go I think that's a great fight. And then in terms of names, kind of smaller, maybe prospects, people that should keep an eye out for. I think Mads Burnell, who fights in the first fight of the night, he uh, he's a phenomenal submission specialist. Japanese neckties, I think he's got four of them in his career. 26 years old,
3: former Holy Cage shit.
0: Warriors champion. And really the only reason I think this fight is the first one of the night is they positioned it so European fans could watch. He's from, he's from Denmark. So um, him and Saul Rogers is a great fight. And mm. I, I think that would be kind of my... Uh, you know, my my new up-and-comer guys to watch uh, on that card.
1: Jesse, Scott Coker has always done a good job of the global eye, right? It's not always about America. He's always really well, uh, just, uh, just fantastic when it comes to that. And that's why he's been able to keep his name in combat sports for whatever, 20 years or whatever it is. Uh, I want to touch on a few UFC things, and then we'll get you out of here. Again, thank you so much for joining us. I want to start with the heavy, you know, the, the big sexy thing that everyone's talking about, right? The Bones-Jones versus uh, Nagano thing. Let's start here, alright? So, I'm a firm believer, and I don't believe the fight will ever happen just because of the sheer economics. I think what Bones is asking for is fair. I don't believe he'll get it. It's just the, the logistics of how Dana pays people. Uh, one, do you think the fight will happen? And then two, if it does, what do you just give, yeah, give me some
0: thoughts on? It's it. tough to say, right? Because I I, I think Certainly, in MMA history, there have been a butting of heads of, between Dana White and, and a star. Now, granted, I don't know if the duration nor the um, the star power of Jones has matched up to any of these other scenarios. But for me, you know, I, I kind of do think eventually it will happen. I mean, I, I'm not sure when. I'm not sure who will end up uh, having to cave a little bit. I have a feeling maybe you know some sort of compromise will be reached where. Uh, you know, Jones gets a little bump And he just accepts it Because it's better than what he was getting before um, So it's, it's really hard to tell John's kind of an unpredictable guy I feel like he, uh, he might see an opportunity here To um, really, I don't want to say uh, fix his reputation But I think he has an opportunity here To kind of make history If he were to continue to hold out And, and kind of make this a struggle for the UFC So um, if the fight does happen though I mean, obviously, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be a big one for the UFC. I think it's got the perfect crossroads of um, hardcores wanting to see this fight and that kind of outside appeal. You know, the best you, you could, you could take their names out of it, present this to somebody that's never watched MMA and say, "Hey, the greatest person to do this sport is fighting the scariest person to ever compete in this sport, uh, in this combat sport." So I think that sells itself. Then you throw in the names, you throw in the characters, you throw in the reputations, and I think the UFC has a pretty massive. Massive fight on their hands.
1: Nolan, you're selling the fight and everybody can sell the fight. However you want Or There's a hundred different ways to sell the fight, but the one that, the one that really intrigues me is the legacy of John bones Jones. And to some people as fans, of course, the legacy's there. It's created. He can never fight again. And some would say he's the greatest of all time, but this is the one fight. This is the Roy Jones going up to heavyweight and fighting uh uh, john ruiz this is the this is that fight that i think is a true career defining fight and it's right there and i don't think there's anything wrong with asking for upwards of 20 million dollars is it ludicrous no i don't think so at all i
0: mean we see we see uh what's going on right now with the ufc and their antitrust lawsuit and and some of the uh the stuff that's coming out from the fighters who are, are are backing this where they're saying, you know, Hey, the NBA, the NHL, the, M- the MLB, they're getting paid 50, their athletes are getting paid 50% of revenues and we're only getting paid 20%, uh, you know, is kind of what they're, what they're estimating here. So, um, you know, I don't think it's crazy. I think, uh, unfortunately, um, MMA works a little bit differently. The UFC is a bit of a monopoly in the sport uh, in terms of mixed martial arts. Uh, sure. You have the Bellators, like we talked about the PFLs. There is, some competition uh, there, maybe even more so than other sports. But obviously, uh, the other sports have unions, so things things work out a little bit differently. But I, I don't think it's a ridiculous ask, but I, I don't think it's a it's a reality. I don't think it's something that that could happen. You know. There you go. Right. That's what I wanted
1: to hear. The reality is what we need, Jess. We got to be brought back to reality sometimes. Give me a percentage here that, that you think this mm. fight happens this year. Not saying that I say, it never happens,
0: 70% Just this year, seventy percent, fifty percent. Wow, I know, that's crazy. a high number, Jesse. I that's did not, really I did not believe number. it
1: would be that high, Jesse. I'm excited now. Jesse, you have a question. Jump in here. I'm sorry.
2: So besides, Bo- besides Bones, let's, let's take him out of the equation just for, just for this minute. I know that that dulls the dream, and, and the, the laser beams and spotlights are now down. But if there were to be a fill-in, so to speak, is there a heavyweight out there in the UFC That we don't know about or maybe we do, but we're just not keeping, you know, a good uh, track record of that could possibly challenge or at least make an exciting monetary heavy fight.
0: Yeah, I think one of them, uh, one of them is going to be the obvious answer, which is Derek Lewis. I mean, sure, his fight against Francis the first time around was was pretty horrendous, pretty boring. But Derek did something to Francis in that fight to make Francis not want to, you know, a, a little bit gun shine. sure. Maybe it was because Francis had just lost to Stipe. It was his first career loss. He didn't handle it very well in preparation. I know he said his head wasn't in the right place. But for me, I think when you when you have somebody like Derek who can kind of match the the brute strength and the uh, just the power uh, or, or come close to it compared to Francis, I think maybe Francis was thrown a little bit by that. So it'll be interesting to see them run it back. And then the second one, kind of taking a totally different approach would be alexander volkov i think he he's a he's a very skilled fighter for heavyweight and i don't mean that the other guys aren't good at what they do or better heavy there aren't better heavyweights out there but in terms of his technical striking his uh game planning his 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 uh iq i think is very very high and kind of unusually high for for heavyweight so i think that he could maybe be a tricky puzzle for for Francis to uh to, to to try to figure out, especially if he can weather Francis's storm.
1: Uh, I said Volkov a few weeks ago when we started this whole thing, so I'm so glad you brought him back up. Uh, I like the the fight IQ thing, and he's not going to be intimidated. He's not going to get steamrolled by Francis. I think Francis is at this element now where there's almost like a Mike Tyson type lore where people are just they're intimidated by him. Uh, we want to get you out of here, Nolan, no, on no, a high note. You've crushed it tonight. Once again, you're part of USA Today. You're part of MMA Junkie. You're doing all types of stuff. The checks are coming everywhere. Uh, is there anything? No, we're I don't think so. You know, you guys chatting?
0: can. Uh, well, I appreciate you having me on first and foremost. I thought it was fun when I was on here a couple years ago, and it was. It's good to know that the uh, the fun level has maintained. So I will have to come back and do this again sometime. But uh, yeah, you guys can. You know, if Thank anybody you. out there listening, just uh, you can check me out on Twitter at MMA underscore Kings or on Instagram at Nolan King MMA. Then you can find my stuff on MMA Junkie. Uh, I'll be back here at Bellator next month for a couple of shows. And then sounds like at least one more in June before Bellator packs up and moves elsewhere. And uh, then maybe I'll maybe I'll start being back on the road to cover some UFCs as well.
1: On the roads. The roads are open up. One last question before we get you out of here. I promise this is the last one. Uh, Paul or aspirin? not Not who do you ah, like. Man,
0: you know, now, it's tough. I, I hate to say it. I keep having this feeling, you know, Jake Paul's going to go out there and win and we're all going to be really sad, but. Uh, ben Askren is maybe one of my favorite people to listen to, and I, I just dig his personality quite a bit. So, um, I'm, you know, for MMA's sake, I'm I'm hoping that it's not too embarrassing or it's not too, uh, you know, I don't know, too much of a a a, a uh, sore spot on the sport. But I am leaning towards uh, towards Jake Paul winning that some some sometime inside the distance.
1: Nolan, the same tone that you had when you answered that was the same tone that Jesse and I shared last week, and we both picked Paul to <laughs> knock him out. Thank you again. Oh, of so much course, for guys. Anytime. All right. Answer. You
0: take care. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you, have man.
2: A have a good night. night man.
1: Jess, are we going seamless transition here?
2: Uh, close enough to it. Uh, I just want to say that um, while we wait for our second interview, uh, who will be on very very shortly. That the growth and maturity of Mr. King is amazing. It's a fucking um, professional it's, now. It's, it's I know. Did you hear it in his voice? Like I feel like I was talking to a principal.
1: Wow, I didn't I feel was like, that way. Jesus, I did. Christ. I was
2: like, I was like, damn, this guy is. So...
1: You're were intimidated. Were you intimidated by our I old was,
2: friend? I was intimidated by a guy oh, who's probably no. 15 years younger than
1: I am. He's, and, uh, tell him you're a grandpa. Just say I'm a what, fucking grandpa. Just say that to yourself. Guy, I know. Say. <laughs> How, how, okay, so if you're intimidated by Nolan, then you better be intimidated by this guy that has two knockouts this year walking on the show next. This guy's got two no, knockouts this year, Jess, and we're going to no, have him on. Nolan's a great is, guest. I, can I be everything. intimidated by this guy since you were intimidated, you're intimidated by, by Nolan? You? Yeah, go it's ahead. It's like go good ahead. cop, bad cop. Yeah, we'll play good cop, bad cop. A He's got white, a, you know. Anyone that has that USA wrestling tattoo on their body, you don't want to fuck with them, just no. period. And my man, my man's got, my man's got that. He's got that <laughs> logo. Uh, but yeah, it's just amazing. Um, you know,
2: the sport of MMA is uh, it, it's it's very it's still in like a birthing cycle. I feel like it's still not there <laughs> yet. It's getting it's to the part where it's going to. We keep waiting for it to explode, and then next um, thing you know it's not exploding. Yeah, I don't um, think it's gonna explode. But but here's the thing. As it-
1: as we do as an entire long, podcast
2: on it. I know, as we do an entire podcast on him, As long as we have people like Nolan, and I don't mean like, you know, he's working for Junkie right now, USA Today, let's throw out the big names. I mean the passion for the sport. This is yeah. a guy who uh, I, I wish now, now that he's not on, I wish that I would have asked him if he ever had any aspirations of, of no. training in mixed martial arts. But here's the thing. So even, is if he, even if he didn't, the point is is that it does not diminish his heart for the for the sport of combat sports then he can go out there and honestly and and i'm guessing non-biasly report an interview for PFL or he can go to Bellator. Or maybe he can grab a one spot, one FC spot here or there. The UFC, it doesn't matter. It's One he is growth. sending people
1: all types of free gear. And I can get a hat. I can I, get a visor. I can get a
2: fucking towel. I do. I do. Eventually, I would like some free gear. We all do. Seamless transition. Next That's guest. We do. Mr. Chandler Cole. Heavyweight
3: prospect. On the verge of blowing up, sir. Thank you hey thank show. you guys man i really appreciate it uh my night's going good i just got done training about two hours ago uh had some stuff to up so I, I think i'm about 20 minutes late uh so thank you guys for being understanding thank you guys no don't worry about
1: it You're no on time,
3: don't brother. worry about
1: it you are on time we brother. we move mountains here chandler we just had nolan king come on before you and do a whole oh, man. Layout he's nolan a King's the man layout because he's now we just say listen well no, no, you're more important. No, you're way no, more ball. important. We just say, listen, Nolan, we're gonna put you on the back burner and then we'll get, you know, and then eventually we'll get Chandler on here. So you, you listen, you're you're the guy. You listen, Chandler, you knocked out two fucking guys this year. I think you got a little bit more rep here than any no, of the This
3: podcast. I, when y'all say it like that, like it does sound good, but uh but listen, when you say it like that, it does sound good. But <laughs> honest <laughs> to God, man, I'm just I'm just super blessed. I'm super blessed with good opportunities and uh You know, I finally got my head on straight, and uh, I've just been producing a lot here lately. And uh, my skill levels went up, my athleticisms went up, and I'm just super grateful, honestly. We want to
1: talk about a ton of stuff here, and we won't take too much of your time while we do this. But I want to start, we were talking with Nolan about the COVID thing, right? And the last 24 months, how it's been unique. You had a unique 2020, because I don't see any fights. I see a canceled fight, but not the actual fight. And then the two knockouts. So was this a scenario where you just couldn't find fights? You couldn't get scheduled. The fight would get scheduled and canceled when you're a fighter. It's weird. Right. Cause maybe you'll get hints that there might be a fight. Then all of a sudden there isn't a fight. It's kind of weird. I
3: thought about giving it up. Uh, it was just, uh, yeah. Back in 2019, yes, I, mean, I fought Keith Bell and, uh, you know, I, in my head, I was like, uh, you know, this guys a big name, but like, I'm trying to freaking go, you know? And, uh, it was just like one of them things where. There I mean, we go. You know, sometimes when you're so used to winning, the uh, the input uh, in the training and stuff that you got to do, uh, sometimes you just get carried away, and that's what I did. And I just uh, I was winning more and training less, and it just got into a really bad habit. And uh, I just after I lost the kid belt, I was like, you know, uh, maybe I sh- Maybe maybe this isn't for me. And uh, I just. Uh, I took a couple months off and then, uh, I had an opponent uh, that popped up in my DMs and we kind of started mouthing off. And I was like, uh, honestly, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna train to fight this guy, so <laughs> I just, uh, I was gonna fight him at super heavyweight, uh, and then, uh, that got canceled and I kind of just, you know, was chilling. And, uh, man, I had some, uh, probably the hardest time of my life pop up, uh, with you know, COVID that was like a really weird time for everybody. And, uh, then, you know, I went through a, uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I really ain't made it really public. A lot of people do know. Uh, but, uh, I went through like a, a breakup with the, uh, the mother of my kid and, uh, yeah, th- that, that hit cause yeah. I, you know, I wasn't used to it. And, uh, I just, I put myself, you know, uh, growing up and stuff, like I was so used to adversity that it was normal. Like, you know, like some people like, they hit rock bottom, and they're like, "Oh, you know, like this ain't not, you know." Or they hit rock bottom, and they're like, "Oh my God, it's the worst thing in the world." But you know, uh, you know, through high school, you know, uh, with everything that went on with my grandmother having cancer, with uh, my mom and dad situation, and all this stuff, I was so used to it. And then when I got with her, I got comfortable. I got complacent, you know. When you know before mm. she came in the picture, I it was it it was no question of you know, it was n- no answer to when I was going to eat next. You know, there was no, uh, I didn't know where I was going to sleep. I was, I, I didn't want to work cause I was training all the time. So I chose being broke so I could train. And just when I, when I got my girlfriend, you know, I moved in, had a place to uh, sleep, I always had food and just got really complacent, honestly. And uh, once, uh, you know, you realize that you don't need fighting to survive. It was like one of them weird feelings, but, Then, like I said, I went to that real dark place last year and uh, fighting really saved my life, honestly, and uh, just changed my whole mindset. And uh, now I'm I'm here, you know, Uh, and I I owe everything to training. I owe everything to MMA and just my coaches and everything. So uh, now I have to I I have to make it. I, (laughs) I, I, I refuse to stop now.
1: You think, see, Jesse, Jesse and I are older, right? So Jesse is a grandfather. I'm in my early 40s, even though Jesse, Jesse's not grandfather age, but it's always fun to break his balls <laughs> to say that. But you talk about two things that are important here. You talk about family. You talk about adversity, right? And when you're a fighter, these are these are things you deal with, right? There's adversity. There's family. You know, sometimes it's, it's good to be tight with the family, and then, you know, you have issues sometimes. With the mother your kids you know the girlfriends things of that nature it's a difficult juggle at what point did you go you know what what kicked you in the ass to go you know what i'm gonna uh, go ahead and i'm gonna continue honestly to man
3: uh I, we had broke up and we was going through this really weird stage where we were like living together and stuff and uh like things were getting better so i thought you know for me it's like all right things are getting better like you know, we're not arguing as much like you know, maybe, you know, maybe we can fix this. Maybe it's not too far gone. And then some stuff happened and I just couldn't overlook it. And I was like, you know, I got to move out. And even though I moved out, like, and, and and I don't want, if anyone hears this, I don't want them to think I'm bashing my baby mama. She was a, she was an, she was an amazing girl. Yeah. It's she was an amazing girlfriend. It's tricky, right? And uh, we just, uh, we got different views on life, different opinions, I guess. And uh, yeah, it happens. They you, get, you get, get a little really, older. Uh, it happens like my fight career and then the way that she wants to live life don't really line up if that makes sense and uh yeah it does <laughs> it does, it uh, does. i try to make it sound nice but uh but yeah uh it just didn't line <laughs> up so uh we went our separate ways and you know i kind of was going through like this little stage where everything wasn't feeling right so i was like oh, you know maybe i'm gonna let's go train you know let's go fix things uh with my coach because, you know, we had had a falling out uh, after I lost to Keith Bell. You know, I was just real, real upset about everything. And uh, I went back and I fixed things with him. We start training. I take a combat jujitsu match and just all the fans, I was like, oh, my God, like I got to get back in shape because this is awesome. Like, I don't – how could I ever leave this? And then fast forward, uh, you know – me and the uh, baby mama, we had decided, like, hey, we're going to fix things because, you know, we went all these months, you know, we went to like a wedding and we were like best man, maid of honor, you know, it was real weird. And uh, family thing uh, again. And it's a it family just, thing like, again. Uh, we had like, at, we had like made like a, uh, we told each other that now. It was like, hey, you know what? Like, we're going to be a family. Like, uh, we're going to fix this. Like, you know, we've been going at this for a couple months and uh, just, you know, within a couple days, just things changed and, uh, I ain't gonna go into details, but, uh, let's just say, like, uh, she, uh, it's like another guy was in the picture, and and then they moved fast, and, you know, and like oh and I probably shouldn't even put my business out there, but it's like, I just, I just want people to hear this. I want people to hear this, because, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, the fact that I had lost my family, what I thought was my family, you know what I'm saying? That's what put me in, in like, the deepest, the yeah. deepest, darkest place I've ever been, and the fact that I found a way out you know i tell people all the time you know i've i've beat uh, when i was an amateur uh west hansen was a real good win for me matt foley was a good win for me aaron bush is a good win for me like my win over depression is the best win i've ever had in my life
1: and there it is see, Je- see this is something that jess and i talk a lot about which is the 90 percent mental of the sport of right because it because it, it's Getting up to, to motivate yourself to train, getting yourself up to motivate, you know, there comes a point with depression sometimes where you just have to motivate yourself to shower, to motivate yourself to get out of bed, to just motivate yourself to move forward in life. Uh, so you're going through these adversities and dealing with these things, and that fire comes back and you go, you know what, all of a sudden I'm back in the gym. Things are starting to feel better. I'm feeling healthier, right? Jesse and I talk about this with the gym ourselves. Yeah. We like to lift. Hey, I'm lifting, I'm feeling better, I'm exercising, I'm feeling healthier, I'm breaking a sweat, I'm, the normalcy is all coming back, and then before you know it, you're back in the swing of things. You got a win, one One win gets to two, and now before you know it, you got another fight coming oh, up here around the corner. Man. Things and, uh, are going the right way. Yeah,
3: I just uh, you know, uh, and once again, like the only, only reason I say this stuff is because I, I definitely, if someone's going through it, I want them to understand that, you know, it, 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 you may be going through a lot, but... It, if you just find you know if you find something you love and you just, you're really passionate about it you'll you'll be all right. you know what I'm saying you just find your find something that you love and literally like don't let anyone tell you that you can't do it you know don't let anyone I'm from a real small area and you know if you t- mm-hmm. if you're looking at the the picture test or the, uh, the eyeball test like I don't look like an athlete you know I'm short stocky but I'm kind of fat I mean honestly But it's like, you see the things I do, you go and look on the internet and it's like, you can find videos of me doing like front hand springs, walking on my hands and stuff like that. It's because, you know, upstairs, I'm not a big fat guy upstairs. I tell myself, I'm like, when you start setting yourself limits, when you start getting put in like a, a ceiling on your house, Mm -hmm. that's when you start, you know, that's, that's when you peak. And I refuse to do that. I want to be, I'm 26. I'm, you know, I'm on the back end of the twenties and it's like, I spent a lot of time, you know, doing just enough to be in shape for fights and just wrestling people, you know? Uh, And now I'm to the point to where I'm like, you know what? I want to forget just getting in shape. You know what I'm saying? I want to be, I want to be next level. Uh, You know, I got all this attention and it's like, everyone believes in me. So why would I let them down? Why would I, why would I not, Mm. you know, put forth the effort that not only that, you know, I deserve, my family deserves, my fans, the people that believe in me, but, you know, my, my little girl, you, I, I have to I, it's like it means so much more now. And uh, I just, uh, you know, I refuse to let anyone tell me any different than it's going to happen. I refuse to take no as an answer and uh, I'm going to take what's mine.
1: Jesse, we talk about being limitless. This is this is the thought yeah. process of being limitless. You can't have you can't put limits on things. When Jesse and I are talking about benching and, and hitting reps and sets and things of that nature, right? Because we're big bench guys. Sometimes you just gotta be limitless, right? You gotta go till failure. You gotta truly test yourself. It's it's a true test uh, of your acumen, if you will, right? You're 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 in your intestinal 1, thousand percent. What here.
2: what Mr. Cole is is, is uh, uh expressing here is mind over matter, literally. Uh, when ah. your mind uh, can do anything, it's the body, but you must make the body listen to the mind. And that's where Jay's famous for the 90% mental. The fight, everything is more mental than it is physical. Uh, you know, Chandler, you talk about the diet, you know, you talk about getting next level. Uh, every the, the, a, the, a true trainer will tell you, everything starts in the kitchen and then everything else will then translate to the mat or the cage or the ring or the gym. And this is what you are trying to express at least, you know, without putting words into your mouth. And this is what needs to drive people. You need to hear stories like this. anybody out there listening, trying to get into a sport, trying to just, you know, get, get from dad bod to dad bod, you know, excess. Let's, let's move out of the, you know, limits. Let's stop putting the limits on our own selves and move into the limit list, which is what Jay was talking about. Uh, Mr. Cole here is doing that. And Chandler, this is really, really intriguing uh, to see such a young man, and I can now officially say that being almost <laughs> 40 years old, you, such, such a young man, it, it just give himself to this mentality. It's truly uh, a natural way of thinking. It's truly breathtaking and refreshing way uh, to hear a man of youth uh, going through a life change. Um, besides all of this, you've got the baby girl, which is which is always something to fight for. Um, you've got relationships in and out of the the fight game. What has been the biggest uh, pop? You know, pop for you. What's been the biggest thing um, pushing you outside of family? Like maybe it's a coach that kind of grabbed you by the back of the neck and said, "Hey, listen here, son." You got a lot more to go, you know. Was it something like that? Was it a friend down the block that was like, "Yo, Chandler, bro, like you can do this, man. You just got to put it together." Who was that person to you?
3: Uh, you know, yeah I've had a when I when I tell you like I've had a lot of influences. I've truly had a lot of people who've really had my back, and I think that's one reason why. You know, when I did, when I definitely when when it clicked, okay, when I when I was. Uh, when I was, you know, laying in my bed, like, you know, uh, and I'm mad enough to say this cause you know, I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not embarrassed by it, but, uh, you know, I went about a month and a half and I can't tell you it not that I didn't cry myself to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, uh, I can remember sitting there mm. thinking of everything and I can remember back when I was a kid and my number one goal in high school was to win a state title. And I can remember my senior year, I lost in the quarterfinals And uh, I came back and got third place. That's the hardest thing I've ever went uh, that I had to come back and do. It was like uh, mentally plus physical. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the one thing that it like killed me was like I let my coach down. it's, It's one thing that truly, truly killed me. But, you know, he's always told me in my head, like Chandler, state titles, you know, they come, they go, whatever. He's like, depending on how you turn out as a man, tells me whether or not I did my job. And, uh, you know, I -hmm. think that's one thing is, you know, when you sit and you, when you sit and you think about all the people who have literally poured their time and effort and, and their life into you. And for me to have got, you know, I, I I got up to 325 pounds, you know, and uh, I was lazy. I didn't, I just was lifting. Mm. I just literally just let myself go. I just, I did not care. And, uh, I just told myself, I was like, you know, I'm going to make it because of the popularity. I'm going to make it because I'm naturally gifted. Well, there comes a time when, you know, and everyone's heard this saying their entire life, is that like hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And, you know, that's that's twice now. Mm-hmm. I got gotten the cage thinking I was going to, you know, beat guys up and, and got embarrassed. You know, it's embarrassing when you're on, you know, UFC fight pass and seeing Punk, stop the fight, stop the you know. That's embarrassing, and and I refuse like (laughs) things like that. Things like that live risk free in my head, like you know, and uh, and that's really what uh, face means. Like it's like all these people have just literally poured their heart into me, and it's like when do I, you know? And and I I was so like I said, I was so embarrassed about everything because I let myself go, and I just told myself it's like when do you start taking this serious again? And I just remember going to the gym, man, and get on the treadmill. And I took off running and I was running at a little faster pace than what I usually do. And my chest was hurting. And I, you know, like when you're breathing, you're breathing is like, you know, you're not having a heart attack, but you're like breathing's like, (sighs) I told myself, I told myself, I said, yeah, it's a little labor. Either I'll get better or I'll die. (laughs) Like whether I I get better or I'll Mm -hmm. die trying, but from here on out, I'm going to be the best version of myself every single day. Every single day, I'm going to wake up a better person. That's a better father, a better uh, athlete, and a better human being. And that's, you know, I, I coach wrestling too. I try to be the same mentor that my coach was to me. I try to be like that to my kids and just let them know, don't put ceilings on your, on your house, man. You could be anything you want to be. And just, I guess just everybody, like I said, everybody who's poured their heart into me, I owe it to them. Uh, because I'm not sitting here today talking to you guys. If the coach from Ohio didn't come to Virginia and uh, show me like how it was to be a man and just teach me the good values of life and, you know, and more than, and, 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 and there's more than him, you know, I had my football coach, coach Hamilton. He like, you know, he, he, he loved me too. He definitely like poured his heart out to me uh, and just uh, teachers and just, you know, my friend's parents and stuff. Like everybody had a little part uh Coach Shane, that's my wrestling coach. He definitely, uh, you know, when I'm the only wrestler, you know, he's picking up at six o'clock or five o'clock in the morning to go run, you know? Uh, so things like that, I just, I owe it to mm. I owe it to them and everybody else.
1: Chandler, one thing we want to talk to you about the fight upcoming here. But one thing we love to talk to or talk about with every fighter we've had on, and we've been doing the podcast on and off for 10 years, are amateur fights and not the best amateur fights and we don't need you to say any promoters names or anything like that. But walk us through one of those scenarios that every fighter has been in where you're warming up in like a broom closet or you're fighting in like uh, the back of a bar. Or it's, a, it's an amateur fight, but you're looking around and going, oh, what did I get myself <laughs>
3: Well, Do you uh, have one of those experiences? It, it, I'm glad, you know, it's, it's crazy how things tie together because that's a good question. So my first fight ever, right, Uh, this guy, he helped coach a team, uh, an opposing team to us in high school. And uh, I went to an MMA fight, and I watched these guys fight. I seen this guy. He's real cocky. And I was trying to impress this girl, and I just told her, I said, you know, I could beat him up right now, and all I am is a wrestler. So she was like, well, before you leave for college, you better fight. And I was like, I got you, girl. You know, just wait. I sent this promoter a message. I was like, yo, I'm going to fight this guy. Well, I was like 220 at the time, and they're like, he fights 155. And I was like, oh, I thought he was so much bigger. <laughs> so, so I'm like, oh, my bad. So I'm like, oh, okay, my yo, bad. that muscle. So we laughed it off or whatever. Well, there was a fight coming up, and I didn't think nothing of it. I had started – because I wrestled – I went on to wrestling college. So I'm wrestling in high school. And I'm going to the local MMA gym and just wrestling with it. Strictly wrestling with these guys, right? And then uh, this promoter messages me, and we're about three weeks out. And he goes, hey, we got a guy that wants to fight if you're interested. I said, well, what's his name? Send me stuff. We'll do it. Well, I'm sitting in the gym. They gave me a key to the gym, so I'm sitting in it. They're, like, running. So I'm sitting on the mats, and they come in from their workout, and they're like, well, what's up, Chandler? And I'm like, Hey, just letting you know, I took a fight in three weeks. He said, you took a fight in three weeks. I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it, man. Like, I'm just <laughs> wrestling. It's good. Like, it, it's like a street fight. He's like, no, it's not. It's not a street fight. So, so you know, my mentality, it's like man, you have too much confidence and you really shouldn't. Like, that's what was going on. So, they looked him up. They said, look, you should be able to just be more athletic than him. We'll run you through the stuff. We really wish you took the fight, but we can't talk you out of it either. So, uh, so I took the fight, and uh, it's actually in, like, an old the, – the school had shut down. So it was, like, an old gym that had been shut down. But they let people, like, host things in it. So they're hosting this fight in this gym, literally out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, like, I think the population may be three. And uh, we're, uh, we're uh, getting ready, and I'm like, okay, I, I got to weigh in. And I weigh in, and we take these pictures. I go back home. And I'm like, you know, I'm bragging to my uncle. I'm like, hey, listen, you got to look at this dude I'm fighting. And he said, oh, no. And I said, what? Like, you don't think I'm going to win this? He said, there's one thing I've learned in all my years of fighting. He said, it's always the ugly ones that can fight the best. And he said, and Chandler, you ain't pretty, but he is really (laughs) ugly. My heart (laughs) my heart slumped to my chest, and I was like, I'm going to get beat tomorrow. So, uh, luckily, you know, I came out, and. You know, he flinched or whatever, and I kind of shook. You know, like when you flinch, like in school, like Mm -hmm. someone actually going to tap you, you flinch, you owe them two, wipe Mm -hmm. it off. Well, when he flinched at me, I kind of like – like I froze up. And I was like, he did not just flinch at me. So I closed my eyes, threw right hand, dropped him. And (laughs) and, uh, (laughs) I got on top of him, just my, my ground game, you know, the way I was transitioning positions, taking his back, ground and pound. It was like they were like, oh, my God, like, it's like you've done this your whole life. And I was like, guys, I've wrestled for years now. Like, I love like, you know, I'm, I'm a really aggressive wrestler, whether I win or lose, mm-hmm. I attack. And uh, that's one thing that uh, I think helped me in MMA is the fact that I will go out there and I will walk forward. And especially like if I get you down, like I'm going to work, like I'm not going to lay there. I'm going to work. I'm going to, you know, try to wear you out and be like a hot blanket and try to get the job done. Uh, and I think that's what helped me my first fight is just my transitions were really well, and everybody was impressed. And I just, you know, wrestling's not one of the sports that a lot of people come out and watch. It's not, uh, there's not too many people that aren't in the wrestling community that are Mm -hmm. just like, hmm, let's go watch a bunch of guys in tights. No, that's not, it's just not. (laughs) It's that people just aren't a fan of it. But for some reason, you throw some tights on it look like underwear, and you're punching an elbow on each other, they love it. So, it's the cage. We I think Put him in a cage.
1: The it's the cage.
3: cage. <laughs> I, I did. That's I, it. Hey, where's Chelsea? You just fixed it. Now? You just fixed um, the amateur wrestling. <laughs> Chelsea, I'm calling you out, You're man. man. Guy, it's, 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 it's your job to change the future, man. You got more pull than me.
2: Yeah, please.
1: Dad. Don't give him
2: oh, ideas listen, if he don't. He's, he's you made know, enough he
3: money stealing in, people's ideas on the yeah, right. Channel coach. <laughs> and but now, and that's also how I got my nickname. Is uh, You know, I ended up finishing in submission, but my grounded pound was like, you know, I grew up in like a rough neighborhood. I, my my street record is like 3 and 72. So, yeah, I got I got beat up a lot. I was the youngest Jesus. one. Uh,
1: <laughs> man,
3: you know, my sure. brother... That's
1: my, what makes your you MMA know, uh, tough though, right? Like,
3: that's hey, what guy, makes I'm it tough for combat sports. Brothers. Yeah, my boy, my one brother, he's like six five. Uh oh, shit. and you know, I don't wanna drop numbers, but he's definitely like way like he's a big not and like he's a big human being. Like you'd have to see him. Like he's – like he's a out of all my brothers, he should like he should have been in the NFL. Like he's that big and his footwork, like when he was in high school, he was three twenty and he was six foot like three, six foot four, and he could dunk a volleyball. Like Woo. Yeah, his footwork was awesome. Uh, he got to college. Something happened to his elbow. Had to have some surgeries. Uh, and just, you know, kind of like, just, you know what, let's get my education. And, uh, you know, my brother was rough around the edges. What's but, up? You know, he turned out great. Uh, my sister, you know, she turned out great. We all turned out great. We made it out the We joke about it. The, where, where I'm from is definitely the country. But the, the most hood place that is around is Riverview. So we tell people, like, hey, we made it out the view and uh that's, that's one thing, man we made it out we made it out to be and uh, that's one thing i can pat ourselves pat on the back about man is uh we just we had every reason to really screw up and we didn't
2: you fought hard Ad- that's adversity beautiful,
3: adversity that's is a, like it's really growing really up your story it's growing up adversity here. uh speaking of adversity
2: you you've made it you're you're at a point now where enough heads are turning you're coming up into a pretty big fight coming up here very very soon um walk us through what you know about your opponent uh, i'm sure that you've watched tape and you've done your study time walk us uh, i mean and, and make sure that this guy gets you know where's usada we need we need to get tested by the way i, I, I somebody man uh yeah, we yeah. immediate immediately immediate test on this guy but seriously walk us through this upcoming fight i know right no <laughs> slander this of course fight. let us know how you, you know
3: did, uh the usada joke uh you know, at first when I, I took the fight, I was going to like crack some jokes about that. But honestly, man, after the turnout that I had of opponents backing out on me and, you know, people in my ear, uh, I respect Matt. Uh, regardless, you know, he, he owns a gym. He does his little fitness thing, whatever makes money. You know, sometimes you all fight these fights on this lower, on these regional scenes. And I'm okay with that. Uh I know that he he likes to stand up and bang. You know, he has a tough man uh, background. That's his background is being a tough man champion back in the day. So it, it really was just going out there and banging. I think for the first minute, I think that he is going to come out guns blazing. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, man, it is. But I it's, I say this the to way, and, I, and, I, and this is not I, – I say this in the most humble way possible. People get so confused when they watch tape and then they get out there with me. Uh, it's just a different type of – like the eyeball test, man, if you look across the cage and you look at me and that's what you think you're going to get, you'll, you'll be in for a long night. Uh, you know, Derek Weaver, uh, dude, good, good athlete, way bigger than me. You know what I'm saying? Six foot four, six foot five. Dude, huge, you know. We took a weigh-in picture, and everybody was like, "That's who you're fighting!" Oh my god, that's I mean, I've been fighting people like that my whole career, you know. And uh, when he told me, he was like, "Man, his wrestling's too good." It's like in my top pressure, because especially in the sport of MMA and wrestling, you know, I can't get someone in a chokehold. You know, what I'm saying I can't get, I can't choke them out. Yeah, you know, it ain't jujitsu. So when people, when I'm on people's back, you know, I'm riding them out, chopping them, you know, trying to get them on their backs or whatever. But in jiu-jitsu, when people are already on their back and I pass guard and I'm and I literally got you on your back in a pinning situation, but I'm using my weight on you, it's a completely different scenario. It's different than wrestling, you know. Uh, and that's what I love about my game is it's like people don't think I'm fast on my takedowns, but but yet I'm taking people down. They, they don't the people think I don't have a stand-up game, which is going to blow people's mind when I decide to let loose. Uh, You know, I'm not saying I'm the best in the world, but I'm saying like it's definitely there. Uh, And I just, I just feel like if if people train to fight me by what I look like, that's that's really, that's, it's not a good way to approach things, you know, and uh, if he trains right, we're going to have a fight in our hand, you know what I'm saying? If he trains to fight a fighter, we're going to have a fight. If he trains to fight the guy that he sees in the pictures, well, I, I can't, I can't I'm not gonna say I don't finish him, you know. I'm not. I'm not being cocky, but he he, he just he definitely has a train to be in a fight, and uh, it, it just goes back to uh, mentality. I don't, like I said, I don't care what I look like. It's like I know. I know what I did today for practice. Like I know what I do. I know what I did the day before. I know these these miles that I'm running. I know these the burpees I'm putting in. I know like the reps I'm putting in. I know the time, just the the minutes that I put on a bag consistently like I know the work I put in so if you do the eyeball test and that's how you determine your training you you're gonna, it's going to be a long night I'm in a lot better shape than I look and uh, I've proved that my last two fights and that's that's where I, I and, and I'm not saying that he's going to Matt's been in the game a long time I think his game plan is going to be the same game plan he's always had you know what I'm saying he's tough, he's strong he's going to come out, he's going to fight and I respect him I could drop names right now on people who declined the fight that would, that would people would horse laugh, but I'm not going to do that because I'm not, I'm not trying to, to crap on their career, but we asked a lot of people and a, and a lot of big, a lot of bigger names who actually came to my promoter looking for fights, but then offered them me and they said, no, you know what I'm saying? So, and, and it happened. And, and I told my agent, I was, talking that happens. Him, I was like, Hey, you know, like I tell you what it is. It's like, you know, they look so good. It's like they can't be beat by a fat guy, he was like, "Nah, man, they just respect you. Don't think of it like that." <laughs> I was like, "I was like, imagine a video, uh, in picture, and then be laying on a beating them today, you know?" And uh, he was like, "Man, they just respect you. It ain't even like that." Uh, but the only guy that uh, you know, and whatever reasons they have for declining it, it's fine. Uh, I'm thankful that Matt accepted it because we were having a really hard time finding fights.
1: I love it. Well, you got one, May twenty second, oh, I believe. Yeah, showcase MMA uh, is that 22nd, about right we're gonna, here,
3: Mister Cole? Yeah, have fun for sure. And the main event is for my second professional uh, title, and uh, I just from now till then, it's it's the same game plan every day. Just work hard. You can't substitute. It. No matter how, there's no type of science to replace it. You, you got to work hard. It's an everyday thing, and you just got to truly take care of yourself.
1: Mr. Cole, we appreciate your time tonight. You have been incredible from front to back. I believe there'll be slim to no editing here on tonight's show because you were so clean, please tell us everything you need to, in regards to uh, your shout outs, your shout out, the coaches, shout out the promoters. Yeah. I just want to thank, uh, you know, uh, my coaches Adam Mays,
3: Josh Steele, uh, and Nick Jackson, you know, those guys, they've literally been in my career, my entire career, uh, yeah, we did have a little falling out, but it's because of my mindset. I got a little dumb for a little bit, but they definitely took me back. I mean, not even take me back in. They've just always believed in me and knew what I was capable of. So if, if it's not for them, like holding on to what they knew that I had inside, then I don't know where I'm at today. Uh, I'm super grateful for them. Uh, all my teammates, Josh Newberry, uh, you know, uh, I'm forgetting that. CJ Philpott, all these guys that trained with me definitely love these guys and they're super positive toward me. Uh, I just want to thank all my sponsors. I'm not going to see and try name. Cause if I forget one, I'm going to be in a lot of trouble. So I just want to thank, I want to, thank, I want to thank all my sponsors, you know, you yeah. all play a point. big deal with helping me and, uh, we're going to make it, uh, you just stay on board <laughs> and, uh, and Iridium, you know, Jason house is such a great freaking person. Uh, Oh, my God. He's such a great uh, person, man. My boys uh, at began He messages me all the time, and he's such a positive influence. And uh, I don't get to tell him enough, but I'm super grateful for him because, you know, when you get that text message in the middle of the day, you know, say you're laying in bed and you're just aching, and you're like, oh, my God, I don't feel good today. And, you know, he, you get that message, and he's like, what's up, brother? How you feeling? How am I supposed to tell him, oh, I feel like crap? Nah, I put my shorts on. I put my running shoes on. And I'm like, I'm feeling great, man. You know, I'm feeling great, dude. Like, you know, that's, that's, that's the type of respect I have for him. And,
1: uh,
2: uh, you know, when his name pops on my phone, I get
3: motivated because I'm like, yo, you know, you hear his story, you hear what he's been through, and it's like, you know, like I, I want to be one of those athletes for him. I don't want to be just like the guy that just fights, you know, on these local scenes and I oh, don't yeah. do much. I want as much as I want to make it and, and give my daughter the life to where, you I'm able to buy a car at 16. Like, I want to make him filthy rich, too.
2: <laughs> That's solid right there. That's solid. Mr. Cole, it's That's been a it. pleasure That's sir, the having you on. Thank you for your time. Incredible. We hope to talk to you again, maybe after this next fight. We'll talk about whatever's coming up after this next win. Hey, I don't want to jinx the guy, okay? After this next win. After this fight. And then we'll move on to the next one, and we'll have you on at some mm-hmm. other point in time. I personally enjoyed this very much. Uh, again, it was a pleasure hearing a young man who is looking and searching for ways to improve. Um, that's all. That's, like I said before, it's super refreshing to see. Mr. Cole, thank you very much, sir, and you enjoy the rest of your evening, okay? All
3: right, thank you, guys. I appreciate y'all, and shout-out to y'all for even getting in touch with me. I'm super grateful for y'all, and uh, just once again, thank you so much for calling this kid from Virginia, you know? <laughs> <laughs> It, it, uh, trust me, believe me. It was our pleasure. Was. I appreciate it, was it. Thank you guys. Y'all have a great yeah. night. I will. I definitely want y'all to, you know, uh, I tell Please. everyone I come in contact with, uh, you know, I know the interviews and stuff. People are like, "All right, how much is this is real?" To me, man, it's like I truly. I want anyone that can to to truly witness the journey because, like, it's it. I I look at myself. I made more, you know than just being in this small town. Like I meant to touch the lives of plenty of people and y'all for y'all interviewing me. I just hope that, you know, like y'all are part of the journey as well. So uh I'm super thankful for y'all. Yeah. Hey, I'm fine with we're that.
1: Trying, got, we hope to it. be, I, we're I, trying, I trying to, to ride your jacket. coattails. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Absolutely. One side for Jazz, one side for me. It's perfect. Mate. Showcase Mate. MMA, May 22nd, Meadowview Convention
3: Center. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. That's what Hey, but right. thank you, you guys I again for it. real. I appreciate Absolutely.
1: you. Thank you.
3: You too. see you guys. Sir. Bye. No man. problem.
1: No problem, Chandler. Have a good night, well, brother. Good luck.
3: You know what?
2: Both interviews. All right, Jess. Fantastic.
1: That was incredible. That was I... you were. You were due. I'm you were due to be called out, though. I mean, you were I'm
2: due to, to stop, be held accountable you know, a from, lot from there. From I mean, the podcast. I mean, call me out, people. Come on,
1: man. It's okay. I make mistakes. I'm trying to tell you. I'm still. See, I still think of uh Isaac Valley Flag calling me out <laughs> seven, it eight years Spike. later. It was, it was fuel. Fu- fucking not, Fuel TV. Not it wasn't weekend. Spike it's TV. Made like. Fucking May field twenty second
2: showcase MMA in was, Tennessee.
1: It's bro. May twenty second. Yeah, he um, is he is getting down for the crown. I am excited. Was, we don't. That was a, That was video. a full MMA show. We did a full hour. Oh, crap. Now before I get you off the phone, we're going to hold you accountable. I need Ooh, five yeah. more minutes of your time, Jesse. We had a conversation. <laughs> this is going to be a simple. About this a this week ago, this myself, answer, but go. Chris, Keep and going. you. It was in a text. It was in a text. It doesn't matter. You're still going to drag this out. We said, Jess, I'm vaccinated. Chris is vaccinated. We feel great. We're part of the vaccinated team. Maybe we've you got do. maybe we've got chips now in us. We don't know. Maybe I've added five pounds to my bench. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I'm gonna wake up in the middle of the night and fucking be Johnny Five. Is he still alive? Like short circuit. I don't know. I feel fantastic, though. I'm feeling like a million bucks. Jesse tells me and Chris, go fuck yourself. No chance I'm getting vaxxed. I want no part of it. I don't believe in the science. (laughs) It wasn't that mean, but you know what I mean. Listen, Jesse said the same thing that a lot of people say, which I think is a valid thought process. Hey, man, I don't know what you're putting in your stuff yet. I don't know what the hell's going on. Hey, you know that first Xbox comes out? I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to wait six or eight months and then see what happens. I, you know, Hey, they just gave six million uh, Johnson & Johnson vaccinations, and six people got fucked up. It happened. There's nothing wrong with going, I just want to wait. I just want to be a little patient. Is that, okay? And we said, that's cool, Jess. We love you. We're going to break your balls a little bit. We're going to have fun this summer. That's right. We're going to be out with our mask <laughs> off, a little Vax and Wax. And then, God, did, who who are the people that pushed Jesse over? Not me, not Chris, not his wife, not uh, Joe Biden. None of these people. None of these fuck guys. It is Josh Allen, his savior, his Iron Man, Woo. his Captain America. Hashtag Bill's Mafia. They put out a fucking tweet that says, uh, "You're it's not coming mark. into high Ralph mark. Stadium unless he." I, I, I don't know, know Ralph, what it's called though. Ralph. They still call it the Ralph. It's still the Ralph. People still call it the Ralph. Uh, you can't come into the Ralph unless you're vaxxed, unless you got vaxxed and waxed. You got to show us your card, all that shit. Jesse does a 180 like you would not believe. I'm starting to believe he did a 180 <laughs> because he's already paid for his Buffalo tickets, his Buffalo hotel. his every, all, he's, already, he's already invested a, thousand, a few thousand dollars into this trip. So the only thing keeping him from getting into that into that game into his heaven into bill's mafia into you know into watching people get uh 3d through these tables and getting sprayed with mustard is the vax this is it this is the only thing that keeps you between you and the problems it is chris and Jess. This, this is it if you're listening or swing. if
2: you will be listening to this show i i don't know what to say man it's going to happen it's just going to ha- it's going to happen so what man <sighs> <laughs> Bill's mafia, blood. I don't know what to say, right man. Here, man. The one you're listening to on the other end of this line right now, Bill's mafia, deep, deep in this. And you know what? Here it is. I do have tickets. I have plane tickets. I I, I have a car. I have a car sitting there at the airport. I'm going to pick it up and drive it to what? my hotel in downtown what? Buffalo. I'm going to drive it back when I'm done. Drop it back off the <laughs> airport. And uh meantime, I'm also going to be going and seeing a Bill's game live home in my heaven. Just like Jay said. This is Just incredible. like Jay said. If by any chance This, in is, the it. World, this is it. This it. would have been one of those things where they're like, hey, you know what? Just wear your fucking mask, it's fun. I still would have went. And I wouldn't have been vexed, most likely. Wouldn't have. And then I see the tweet. No, you wouldn't have. I see the Instagram post. I see all over Bills Mafia podcasts talking about it, websites talking about it. Ooh, some dude says, "Hey, you ain't getting into a Bills game unless you're vaxxed and waxed." I've already got my waxing scheduled. I'm ready to go.
1: <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> He's up. You ain't stopping me from going He's to up. this game. He's up. I love. I love it. Uh, this 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 is one of those scenarios where I look at it from afar and go, I'm not mad at how we got here. I'm oh, just sure. happy that yeah. we got here. That's really where I'm at. All right. That's it. That's it. I don't care what it took to get us here. Now we are here. And I'm
3: happy. Absolutely so we have it.
1: that's uh, it. Shout out we to can end the podcast Nolan like King, that, Jess. MMA underscore Kings on Twitter.
2: And Chandler Ryan Cole, if you just type out his whole entire name, Chandler Ryan Cole, you will find him on Twitter as well. You can follow Jay at Chandler Cole MMA. You can follow Jay. Chandler
1: Ryan Cole MMA.
2: At Valdez. Chandler Cole MMA. You can find me at JTT81. And then, of course, please, please give us some follows on the podcast page at Team Toss 21. Folks, that's it. We had a great show, fantastic time with my man Jay here, fantastic time with Nolan, fantastic time with Chandler. Now we're going to go enjoy the rest of our union with our families. You hopefully do the
3: same.